Hello and welcome to the Genesis podcast, conversations with me, your host Sharon. I'm a Christian business and mindset coach. I'm over on Instagram at it's Sharon Elena and here we chat weekly about all things to do with navigating online business as a Christian creator, living out God's design and walking as a disciple in this current age. So, hey. 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 Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? So, I know Rachel through Instagram because of, I don't know how, I don't know how we stumbled upon each other, but it was very quick. It was very quick and we became instant friends, like, super duper quickly. I almost want to hear that, uh, you know, story, how that unfolded, you know. That's <laughs> one of, like, the beauties of the algorithm. I have no idea. <laughs> always stumbled upon them and then it was like I think it was during before Christmas so it was like we we hopped on a call just for a chat and I don't know why we thought that we would mesh well but we hopped on a call it wasn't even about work because Rachel's a copywriter so it could have been all about work but it wasn't at all we just were like oh I think it's let's just have a chat and we started and then just kept interrupting each other because we were like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> you sound like y'all um, connected in so many levels. Like. Yeah, so I can kind of dive in because I feel like I'm the first one that, that met you. Yeah. Um, and I still, yeah, like, thank you, Instagram, because it was just such a natural friendship and it happened so fast. Yeah. Um, it's so funny when I talk to him and I'm like, oh yeah, my friend's from Instagram or I met my friend Sharon well, on like, Instagram. And he's like, who? who? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we met like Christmas time, like December-ish, I think mm. like last mm. year. Mm. Um, so my name is Rachel Villaverde. Um, I'm here with my husband, Rex. I'll give the mic over to him in just a minute. But um, we're down here in San Antonio, Texas. Like Sharon said, I'm a copywriter. Um doing my own business and entrepreneurship and all that good stuff but I've just been like yearning for people that are on this faith walk with me and so that's why it's been such a blessing to find you and to find other Christians that are like bold about their faith and my whole thing as a copywriter is like I want to help you tell your story like stop shrinking back like own your voice but then it comes to this whole side of faith where I'm like learning how to apply those things and for some reason it seems so much harder but you know, we're, we're on that journey and I have a feeling that it's going to get easier as we do it, but you're just such an inspiration for me, Sharon, because I feel like you're so eloquent and you are so strong in your faith. So it, yeah, it's just the kind of match made in heaven. So I'm so happy to be here. It really is. It really is. Thank you. All right. And then uh, I can introduce myself. My name is Rex, uh, Rachel's husband. <laughs> I'm here for the ride. Um, you know, I just hear it from uh, both of you guys, how you guys uh, got connected um and seeing like it, it seemed like it started off as a business i think because rachel is also you know establishing herself as a business copywriter and instagram and i think you have your own coaching as well which is really awesome and i looked at your uh, instagram it's like man she's super organized and her content is great you know so props to you and uh me it's just a blessing to be here and hearing how you guys got connected you know, like what I said, it seems like it started off the business, but then um, in what I'm hearing, 
is like you guys' business is founded on faith in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's founded on like your foundation and what you believe in. Because as I am also like a startup business owner in real estate and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I think, you know, when, at least in my conviction of starting a business, it's always a seeking of like, you know, why are you doing these things type of deal, right? And I just understand that because when I see you guys, um, you know, your natural, uh, what do you call that? Your calling in a sense, it just kind of comes out and you all just got, got connected. But but anyway, I don't want to go so much in that show. I'm just uh, happy to be here and seeing that, you know, you guys are uh, stepping into um, what you guys are called to, uh, you know, and sharing all that um, skills out there. Well, and I'll just say, like, it's just so fun. Like, I don't know, I even like the three of us, I feel like it's such a natural thing because we're all, you know, on this entrepreneurial journey and we're all figuring out starting a business and like there's so much freedom that comes with that and so I feel like there's so many voices telling you that it's all about you it's all about your business and you know Sharon you're so good at being like what does the Lord think like what does the Lord say about your business and so yeah I'm just we're just so happy to be here yeah actually that's a good point um just one quick thing because my mind sometimes when I talk I'm like all over the place you know just a little disclaimer (laughs) Uh, but Rachel kind of grounded. I was mentioning all that because uh, exactly like the, about the foundation about the Lord's calling in your life and putting your uh, skills out there in the marketplace uh, for His glory. I guess this is it. Hundred percent. And there are so many ways to kind of do this. <clears throat> and I think this is like part of my heart in regards to this is I didn't want to say that I was doing something and then just slapping His name onto it. Which is very, yes. which is very yeah. unfortunately, I think it's quite common, like, um, is using like principles from the world and then just like slapping his name on it and, and packaging it that way. And I That's think hard. doing the doing it this way in integrity and also like wanting to be grounded in him, it's like, well, where can I go wrong? Because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I won't go wrong, but it's so easy when you're intentionally doing each and every step with him to mm. to see it through and say that this was all him. Like in regards to like this, it's like this was all him. I, I can actually fairly say that. Yeah. It was like I, I wasn't just I, I I was partnering with him at each 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 and every step of the way. Let's go. Yeah, a hundred percent what you want. So. We're on this chat to talk a little bit about the Passover because I, this is my first year actually observing it. Yeah. Oh, really? Whoa, let's go. That's awesome. So awesome. Yeah. So last, last year was, I had thought about it, but I was like, I I just don't know Mm. what to do, (laughs) what it's going to look like. Right. Just kind of like me. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it'll be me by myself and I didn't I had no community at that time so oh, it's very okay. very different mm-hmm. now I have a community but it's all online <laughs> and, wow. um, and I and especially for me I have a very love-hate relationship with Instagram and the online realm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talk about it 
So this is a total blessing. But for you guys, you guys have been doing this for a few years now. You've been walking this journey for a few years. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that and how that started? Because I guess within a lot of circles, this is very fringe. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Let's dive into that. How did that start? Where did Such a good question. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Oh, I think like chronologically, it makes sense for you to start. Okay. Yes. So I would say uh, I got saved around 2017. Um, just long story short, you know, I, I got saved. You know, sorry, go ahead. Can I stop you just there? <laughs> because... <Yeah. laughs> sorry. Just because that year, it... mm. the other day I was watching a video by um, Parable of the Vineyard, actually. Oh, let's go. He's on oh, him. On <laughs> yeah, he's my, my online brother. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't know me yet, but it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> on the end times generation and the last mm. hour, and he was comparing the signs. And so mm. had all these signs of the battle. So there was an astrological, like a sign in the heavens for mm. Abram. There was a sign in the heavens for the birth of Messiah, and then there were, there is a sign of, in the heavens for the birth of the end time generation. And so he went to the book of Revelation, you know, when it talks about the women giving birth, and mm. so looked at this, he actually showed it like this. Right. All these stuff. It's in the Virgo, right? Yeah. So this is not at all my thing. I'm, I'm like, I, I mm -hmm. moved my head, but I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> but Absolutely. He, yeah, but he actually showed that happening in 2017. So I just had to stop you that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like awesome that that was the. You know, yeah, like, like what you mentioned, that's what I, um, I've been following him online as well. Because uh, yeah. I started as like being like a truther in a way. Um, he was so different before. I just, you know, it's disclaimer, I, I love it. And um, also Truth and Edited before. I just started in this journey with um, kind of like Truth and Edited and Parable of the Vineyard. Because um, like what you mentioned earlier, like I didn't really have community. Mm. And um, I was born and raised Catholic. Philippines, you know, we were uh, every, like 90% there is like Roman Catholic, you know. Um, moved here in the United States 2014. And then um, like fast forward 2017. I wasn't really practicing it, to be honest. Like, I, you know, I, I just remembered a, a classmate that I have in uh, in college just asked me, like, hey, you know what? Like, what do you believe in? I was like, what do you mean by that? You know what I mean? Like, I, I've never encountered that type of question. Like, because in the Philippines, all I know is, like, everybody's Roman Catholic and nobody really talks about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, well, I guess, well, I'm Roman Catholic, but I don't really practice it. Because in my understanding, if I put that as a identifier for me, I better represent, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, like really good or bad. Like if you put that as an identifier in your characters, that video. So I was like, hmm. I was like, yeah, but I, I actually really don't practice. Um, so it kind of goes to, uh, it, it, I'll just gotta give like a short snippet of like how, um, I, I guess, got called out in a sense, or I guess, um, how can I, 
like it, it's all a journey you know it's how you yeah, yeah. get started how alba is kind of like knock knock on my heart I'm like hey it's time you know turn 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 yeah. to me yeah. um so yeah 2017 i was in college and met rate uh met rachel yeah i was done with college but you're still in college yeah i'm still in college i was i was a boxing coach then and rachel was a client um of my best friend uh in wisconsin um and yeah rachel was his uh, client and i have my own client base basically uh, so during this time you know i just saw this first like i noticed her you know she, I, I i there's a lot of like women in there and most of, her, of my buddies uh clientele is like mostly women and me as a coach like i'm mostly with the fighters but at the end of the day like it's a gym you know you see a lot of faces and i'm just like I wasn't in the zone of like dating anybody. I wasn't in the zone of looking, you know, things like that. But anyway, like just saw this lady. She just like, sh I, I explained as like, she shined differently, you know, somehow. Maybe it's the lighting that time, you know, I don't know. It's like throwing some flashlight, you know, in her face somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, uh, we, we met through there. I got connected with uh, my best friend's, um, you know, birthday. That's we started talking. And just fast forward, it seems like, you know, we kind of just got connected real quick. It's the way she was in her season back then. And like also in my season, I was in a season of discipline. Uh, see, seeking discipline wasn't really seeking the father in any way. Um, just seeking truth and seeking identity. Kind of like soul, soul searching yeah. per se. Um, uh, so fast forward, Rachel invited me to a... Uh, a Bible study. And I was like, what? I was like, this is probably the last time I'm going to see you. You know what I mean? And so I was like, oh yeah, that, that's nice. You know, that's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk again. <laughs> I was just kind of like, what is a Bible study? You know, but, um, so I was in this, this is kind of like a, a small, a detail but at the same time it's like the heavenly father is just so awesome in details though that i can't like miss like skip it you know uh, sorry uh so during the, in like the, the classes that i have i have a, a social studies teacher um he just seemed like has a heavy heart we talked about religion the topic of that day was like religion and i just i think i met rachel like i mean we hung out like a week before that and then this instructor was like you know why do people believe in the higher being or in a god or whatever because they're probably just depressed you know or like why do people get married it's because of, it's because of the money and me like again like for me i was like i'm not holding on to a solid faith but i was just like man this guy has, is depressed you know like why why am i listening to this guy like he's like very downcast his soul is very downcast um but anyway he starts talking about religion and then he kind of kind of gave a challenge of like you know for people who have faith, like, you know, hey, you guys are just trying to find some hope in this hopeless world because the reality is, like, basically without saying it, like, there's no God, you know? It's just it's a fragment of your imagination because you're trying to stay away from reality type of deal. But anyway, um, I don't want to go into that so much. So it made me think of, like, okay, I remember this girl who talked about a Bible study. 
I think that's a, maybe a gift from the father. You know, he, he just puts you in our minds, even Sharon's like, oh, I remember this lady. <laughs> yeah, this is you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is like yeah. October 2017. Yeah. October-ish. But, but anyway, um, so I just remembered her. Uh, I just texted her like, hey, you know what? Uh, you mentioned about a Bible study. I would love to check it out. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to go there as a sociologist. I'm going to be objective. I'm not going to go in there with any bias. I'm just going to listen. Like, why are these people interested in doing a Bible study? Right. So I went in there. Uh, I was late, fortunately. But I saw this lovely couple, um, Kelsey and James. They're just like great. They're a healthy looking couple, just glowing in the middle of this cafe looking place. I was just like, what kind of a place is this? You know, they're just hanging out in the cafe. All these people surrounded them. Uh, anyway, they're talking about the gospel. And for me, I was just like, okay, that's sound. You know, that's sound. That's sound. I like the teaching, you know, okay. Uh, I'm kind of familiar with it because I, I used to be an altar boy back back in my um, Catholic days. Uh, but anyway, the pastor just said something real quick. And he just spoke to me like um, it was yesterday. You know, like he said, yeah, he just said one word that got me back into my youth in the Philippines. And it was kind of like a flashback. And basically that night, um, you know, basically I freaked out. Uh, I don't know what to do. And everybody was hugging me because they're all like, you know, they're Christians and they're very nice people. But I was like having a panic attack oh. and everybody's hugging me. And I was yeah, not a hug. And everybody was like, he's the new guy. So we need to go and hug him. Yeah. Rachel basically tell, you know, introduced me to everybody like, hey, you know, this is Rex. Like. And, oh, they're just so full of love and, you know, they're good huggers. And I'm like having a panic attack. I was just like, what's going on? Like he, this man just spoke something directly to me that reminded me of something in the past, you know? So, and everybody's hugging me and I always describe it. Like I, I felt like a wet vegetable. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just like, you know, everybody hugging me. <laughs> but anyway, like Rachel was nice enough to like kind of check with me and we talked after that. Um, and then fast forward, um, man, it's just kind of. You can't, you got it. It's hard to, to condense. It, it, yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. I was gonna sh anyway, that season of my life, you know, is it okay if I share it? Was, yeah. It's just, so I was in the season of discipline at that time. Mm. Right. You know, I, I have no interest in women whatsoever. I have no interest in, you know, my, my focus was being a pro boxer. At that right. time, so I was disciplined with my um, eating. I was disciplined with my training, just hyper focused. And uh... okay, yeah, this was it. So before that um, social study thing happened, you know, my my friend asked me about my faith, and actually, after they asked me, like, you know, what do you believe in that? Right? In my mind, it, it, in my heart, spoke to me and said, like. If there ever was a God, he would be the God of boxing somehow. Like, you know, he would be the God of boxing. And I, I'm down with that. Like, that is my God. You know, I don't know where my heart just spoke that to me. And I agreed. I'm like, I partnered up with it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Um, so basically, I was in a season of discipline and boxing kind of gave that to me in a sense. I know it kind of seems like I'm all over the place, but um, 
help me out. Where am I going with this? <laughs> it it sounds to me like Abba was like God was showing you where your heart was at. And mm. so he was giving you good fruit with discipline, but not showing you where the good fruit's actually coming from. Okay, so that was it. Yeah. Um when I said that to my heart, I think I did not please the father. Yeah, I did no. not please the father. So you probably sensed conviction is what I'm yeah. Uh, but I didn't know yet by that time. Yeah. Um, because during those seasons, I I was uh in a way like I made a spiritual covenant in my heart of like putting boxing as the king yeah. of yeah. my heart. Does that make sense? Um because you know, this is small that like there was one time there was a fight and it was a very difficult fight for me. Mm-hmm. And I you know my myself. My flesh kept like, asked me one time, I was like, hey man, why you why, why do you keep doing this thing to yourself? You know? Like I was like third round or whatever. Like, this is hard, man. And I was like, Well, because I love this. You know, and then I asked myself, like, well, do you love it enough that you're willing to die for it? And I said, That's love. So after I said yes to boxing per se, or actually I was saying yes to love. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to die for it? You know, cool. Anyway, so that's when my hyperdiscipline started, you know, being focused and all that stuff. Um, and then fast forward, going back to the story. It's kind of like he gave you the template, but it was just a couple degrees off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you had a lot of things, right? Yeah. You yes. just had the root wrong, you know? Yes. Um, so, yeah, so. Discipline. The discipline came that season in my life, 2017, was actually a peak season. I wasn't that, you know, I don't feel like I was struggling with things. Like, um, I feel, I, I, my, I guess my background was a little bit more difficult in a sense. And I'm finally experiencing kind of like the upward swing. Yeah. You know, like I have my, uh, you know, studies lined up. I'm going to be a, I was a boxing coach. I, I'm, I have work and, uh, Things are just lining up, you know, like I have my first car. I never had a car before because Philippines people who usually get cars are like rich people. And I was like, man, I have a car. This is like, I'm on an upswing of things, you know? And then during that upswing of things, um, I was convinced that I was going to die. Let's just put it like that. I was convinced that I was going to die because um, I'm just not used to it. I'm not used to things being good. You know, I was not used to things being good. And I was just like, this is probably it, man. I told my brother I was driving the car. I was like, I think after uh, I met Rachel and all that stuff, like, you know, I'm starting to learn about the Bible. Uh, I met this amazing lady. My thing, careers are, are, you know, everything's lining up. And I was like, this season is great. I told my brother, bro, you know what? If I die this week, I think I'm set. Because people will think that, you know, like, man, Rex, you know, he's in the upswing and he died. That's a good story. I told my brother, that's a good story. And he's kind of laughing and kind of concerned about me. Like, bro, you know, that's a little off with your mind. He didn't say it like that, though. <laughs> he's just like, oh, okay. You know, like, ha, ha, you know, yeah. But don't, don't say things like that. You know, don't say things like that. Um, anyway, after that, uh, in the morning, you know, my cousin from the Philippines texted me and she said um, she saw me in the dream that I was dead. 
point. Out of nowhere. She saw me in a dream that Same I was time, dead. Right. And then uh, she's like, I was concerned and I didn't want to tell you because um, your older sister also had a dream about her tooth being crushed again. Um, do you know anything about tooth being crushed? No. Okay. Basically, I asked a couple of Latino brothers and sisters about this and yeah. here in the United States, they just told me like, oh yeah, that means somebody, somebody will die. No. I was like, how do you guys know that? I was like, it's so interesting. But, sorry, anyway. So my sister, you know, she had those dreams before and every time she had like dreams of crushed teeth, like peanuts, somebody would die. So in the same week that Rex is like, I'm ready to die, like life is good. Mm -hmm. He had two witnesses that both had dreams yeah. that someone's going to die and then the other one had a dream that Rex is going to die. Okay. And Rachel. then uh, and this is also the same time frame that Rachel and I met. Sorry. Can we explain that? Because not everyone might understand why you said two witnesses. Why is that important? Where does that come up in the Bible? I'm trying to remember the verse. I know when Jesus is baptized and when Jesus is talking about his authority, um, the Pharisees come to him and they say, well, who are your witnesses? And I believe he says it's like John the Baptist, but the other one is the whole, it's um, God or it's God and the Holy Spirit. But he, he makes an, forgive me for not having it perfect, but he makes an emphasis that there's two witnesses and there's repeated patterns over and over the Bible where there's two witnesses yeah. and that's not verified unless there are two witnesses. Mm -hmm. so you're so like, exactly yeah, what yeah. you said, you know, yeah. it, it is written in like in the, in the Torah, like, you know, it's two or three witnesses come up, like it will be established as truth. There we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the law of two or three witnesses within Deuteronomy. I can't find it, but I, I have it in my notes somewhere. But you got it. But yeah. Well, no. Okay. You can look this up. <laughs> yeah. The law yeah, yeah, that's right. It's in there multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> so you had those two witnesses that he was going to die. Mm -hmm. so what were your thoughts when you, when you heard that? Uh, at first, you know, of course I was feeling good about it when I was talking about my brother, like, Hey bro, I could die. And then when my cousin from the Philippines, I haven't talked to her in a couple of months and then she's out of nowhere. She just like said this to me. I was like, I start questioning myself. How do I feel if I really die in this season? You know, I started like taking it seriously. I was like, that's interesting. It's like two days ago. I just said that statement to my brother, you know? So that night, I think I started having my second panic attack ever in my whole entire life. So I got two panic attacks back to back. <laughs> um, and I was just like, you know what? Desperate times calls for, uh, calls for desperate measures, right? So I was like, mm -hmm. I know there's a men's Bible study tomorrow. Because I attended a, um, the Bible study that Rachel invited me to twice, right? So I was like, you know, there's a men's Bible study tomorrow. And um, I'm going to go there and ask for prayer. I never asked for prayer, you know, anything before. So I was just like, okay, I'm new to this. So I went there. It's all men. And then they're like, I, you know, I don't know. I was just like, hey, you know, bro, I'm not feeling good. Um, pray for me. I was like, you know, whatever. If this works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, at least I tried. But, you know, I believe God have mercy on me. This is it, you know. So they prayed over me. And I was just like, okay, you know. Thank you. You know, I, it was a good time. Um, and then uh, 
I just kind of forgot about it, to be honest. I just kind of like, you know, I didn't feel anything special, nothing, you know, nothing. Um, and then, December. and then December came. So it started in October, right? Yep. So December came, uh, you know, I attended the Bible study one more time. And during that time when, you know, all these things start, I was like reading the Bible, you know, I was kind of just. That's the thing. Eventually yeah. we're going to get to it, but Rex is very much like he reads and he applies. So at this point he was already like convicted to start reading the Bible, which for me, I mean, we, Rex and I met when we were 22. Yeah. So as a 22 year old, this was the first time I was ever seeing people like actually read the Bible. Like I, for me personally, like I grew up Catholic back in Wisconsin, but I just didn't know people actually opened that thing up and read it. And so for Rex, like I was really kind of impressed that he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to take this out. And he opened it up and he started reading, you know, whether he understood it that well or not from the beginning, because it's such a process, but he definitely dove in in the beginning. So right. yes. So you're reading, you're applying slowly. As yeah. You, I'm just, as you know, kind of reading and checking, you know, the pastor guy, I was like, you know, are you legit? No. And like, and then kind of reviewing it myself. But anyway, um, December came. I went in there for another Bible study and, you know, excuse me, but I went to the restroom and I saw this poster in front of the restroom that says, you know, get baptized. I was like, this is a church. <laughs> I was so confused, man. Like it looked like a, a cafe to me. It's, somehow it just didn't click. You know, I was like, they do baptisms here? We were like in the lobby part the whole time. So he thought it was a coffee shop. <laughs> and I always go there only at nighttime. So everything is off. It's only in this lobby area that's on. He got crazy. <laughs> that is really so, <laughs> so I went to um, James, the pastor, and I was like, James, you guys do baptisms here? And that time I was, I was already like stirred up in my heart of like, man, this word is true, you know? And the word says, you know, I have to do this kind of like a, a seal, you know what I mean? Of like just representing, you know, kind of like when you have a gang or something, like you put on the flag as a sign of like, man, I represent this. So for me, it kind of made sense of like, huh, I represent this now, you know? So I told James, like, I asked him that and he's just like, so loud he's like you want to get baptized i was just like man i'm just asking the question but yes you know like i'd like to get there eventually you know and he's just like everybody's just like what? you know because i only attended what three times yeah, yeah only oh, right and that yeah. is funny on the other side of it because like you're you've got someone coming to the bible study and you, you really want this for them but you also yeah. don't know how in they are. And so it's like this game of like trying to play it cool. <laughs> also well, the other thing, yeah, the other thing was like, I, it's so funny you say that, Sharon, because I feel like the typical story is like, you know, I don't want to say like the girl brings the guy to church because that's yeah. not always the case. Okay? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, but in our case, like, okay, lady brings the guy to church, and you know, there is a little bit of like, oh, I hope this works out. Like, you know, I'm kind of exploring the Lord, I'm getting to yeah. know the Lord, but I'm a much slower burn, and yeah. so that's where I was like, I hate to say it, but at the time that Rex and I met, I was kind of one foot in, one foot out of the church. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like, I grew up Catholic. What is this whole like, not Catholic world? It seems very, you know, I'm like. 
it feels warm and fuzzy. Like, I don't know how to deal, deal with this. Um, not that Catholic can't be warm and fuzzy, but for me, that was not my experience. Yeah. But anyway, I was kind of half in, half out. And I brought Rex as a friend and, you know, and I don't even know that we were 100% like interested in each other in the beginning. Like Mm -hmm. it kind of grew later on. I think both of us. Yeah. But you know, there's a little bit there. And so I was like, Ooh, you know, something to work with, you know, (laughs) experience this, like you were just saying, like, I want this to have, and then it was like a total like plot twist of like, he ended up on fire and like sprinted ahead and he'll get to the details about how that happened. But like he ran ahead and then it looked like I brought him and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) And I had to kind of catch up a little bit. So um, it just, it looked funny from the outside, but like, you know, for us, it makes sense. And you know, our time, his timing is perfect and he works all things out. But yeah, it was a wild time. (laughs) I bet. Hold on. I'm gonna circle back to um pass over here real quick. Well, you have to finish your finish your story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like after I say this, you know, okay. the last part of it. Okay. Um, so yeah, like James said, like, you know what, you want to get baptized? I was like, Yeah, let's do it. He's like, actually, let me show you the sanctuary. So that's the time of like, I'm really like, oh, so this is a church, you know, and then he opens this big um double doors, and I was just like, I saw the pews, I was like. Oh yeah, this is a church, you know. So he went, he went in front, and he uncovered this um like a big tub, like a big pool. And he's like, "Yeah, man, you know, we go there, you know, they preach the gospel, and then there will be a, a, a set apart time that you know you'll get baptized here, and I'll show it to you." For context, this is like 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night because no, we got together. I mean, yeah. eventually it was like yeah, 11 p.m. Yeah. But like. We were doing Bible studies like 8, 9 p.m. Yeah. on Tuesday. So now it's like super late on Tuesday night. So that's why he's like, this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. on Sunday. Coming on Sunday. Yeah. So he opened this up and it's like, it's full of water in there. And he's like, that's odd. Like, we typically don't like put water in here. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, you know what I mean? Like, too good to be true, man. It's yeah. like a movie. I was like, are you kidding me? But in my mind, I was like, to be honest, I don't need to be baptized in a Sunday. Like I don't, like, I don't. There's in my mind, I was like, I'm I'm kind of practical at times. I was like, there's water. You're a pastor. I have a couple people here. Like, <laughs> what are we waiting for? You know. Yeah. And I'm glad that he asked me a question of like, hey, you know, there's water here. Do you want to? It's cold. Do you want to do it? You know. I have t-shirts in the back. I was like, hey, you know, let's let's do it. You know, like. If this is my opportunity to, um, you know, be recognized as a follower of the Messiah, well, like, I'm not going to like, hey, wait for the perfect time. Like, this is it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I got baptized there. Amazing. DJ Al played the music for me. It was, it was great. Yeah, I was and a witness. Was awesome. She was oh, a witness. Awesome. And then uh, five days later. Yeah, and then that Sunday... <laughs> You know, and I don't know if this is like, it, it's kind of a mix of Holy Spirit and a mix of like me kind of being confronted with the reality of how fast God right. is moving in his life yeah. in front of my eyes. Yeah. And it kind of, it's not like, oh, well, he did it. I need to do it. It was more like, well, if this person can meet the Lord and make a decision so quickly, like, why am I dragging my heels? Like, yeah. 
am I in this or am I in this? And um, I know I had mentioned earlier, like I was kind of half in, half out when we started earlier in the year, but like as we spent time together and as as I spent time with the Lord and started reading the Bible on my own too, I was like, you know, I have my own story with it, but it's like slowly and more delicately, Jesus kept showing up for me. And he's like, this is how it's going to be. Like you and me are together and this is how it's always should have been. And I have always been with you. And so, um, a little bit, like I said, of like a slower burn, but I was already at that point where I'm like, you know, yes, I'm a, I'm a follower. Yes. I love Jesus. And to watch Rex like hop in front of me, I was like, wow, like what's holding me back. So he got baptized on that Tuesday night. And then I got baptized on the Sunday, the following Sunday at the church service. So. Mm -hmm. And then we started dating on that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it became official. Yeah, it was pretty fast. <laughs> and then just uh, the you know, just kind of tie it the, the together. Ball story, yes. Of like, you know, so we got baptized. It seems like a movie is like back to back baptisms. Yeah, we're dating now. I was like, I can't believe I'm dating somebody. She's great, you know. This is amazing. It's a blessing from the Lord, of course, you know. And January came and I was just like, yeah, things are doing great, you know, and I, I guess like when, when, you know, so it was so great in a sense of like, I actually remember, I forgot about the dream story from my sister, uh, from my cousin. That's the cause. For my sister and a cousin, you're two witnesses. My sister, cousin. Yeah, my sister. Your sister and your cousin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His sister and his cousin. <laughs> so I totally forgot about that and all the anxiety because January came. I'm just reflecting. I'm like, wow, you know, I just got baptized. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, my birthday is January. Mm -hmm. And five days later, guess whose birthday is it? It is. It's her, it's her <laughs> birthday as well. So in my mind, I was like, this is interesting, you know, spiritually, let's say like I, I was born again five days earlier uh -huh. and now you are and then in the physical sense like i have my birthdays five days earlier than you are then i was like man things are going great yeah and i started reflecting about that dream again i was like why was i like well, why did i feel all that and that was the first time i felt that type of weight you know and then i remember that the ending of that story the ending of her dream my sister she's like yeah rex you know i saw you in the coffin it was your funeral i saw your friends like I was crying, I went closer to you and it was you. Like I saw you there, it was you. And then you woke up. This is the part that I forgot. When she told me it was me, I was just like, my mind just kind of, you know what I mean? And then January came, I, I remember that somehow remembered vividly the ending part of the dream. She's <laughs> like, I saw you there. And then you woke up. You were sitting and you were looking at us kind of like confused. And asking us, like, why are you guys crying? I've only been asleep. Now I'm awake. And, oh, I was giving me chills right now. Because in January I came, I was just like, whoa. Wow, it's interesting how fear distracts you. 100%. You know? That just kind of spoke to me of like, wow. That was the whole source. I messaged my cousin, like, Ate has like a big sister in the Philippines. Ate, I think I know 
what your dream is about. It's about a new life, you know, and Christ calling like us for a new life. And she's like, I was praying that it would be that. I was like, wow, amazing. Um, phrase, yeah, you know, phrase, yeah. All glory to the Messiah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So that's how Rex was called. <laughs> 2017. So it seems like a big year for everybody, though, for a lot of brothers and sisters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. And you think back to that time, it was so different to <laughs> the time that we're living Real. in there. And I think, oh, yeah. especially for like a lot of us it was a very deep slumber (laughs) yeah but my friend it's still I feel when you say deep slumber oh my gosh I feel like I just grabbed the mic for me because I'm picturing someone like coming out of that and it's not always like a whoop like awake it's almost like there can be levels of like coming out of this sleep and that's how it was for me at least like I feel like the way that the Lord reveals truth to me sometimes it's like oh that was deception and then I'm like cool I'm awake now and like I have this walk and I'm walking in the light and it's good and then there's like oh shoot there's there's more deception and I have to wake up again and so it's like a multi-layer lifelong I think type of process but so when Rex had mentioned that he was a truther before I I used to tease him that he was a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) But I think it was his birthday last year. He bought a cowboy hat now that we live in Texas and I wrapped it in aluminum foil. (laughs) (laughs) You would definitely need a tinfoil hat. (laughs) I took all the shots. I'm like, okay, yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) And that is just so gracious because like here I am and I'm like, I need my own now because (laughs) (laughs) How it works. Yeah. It's it's such a funny thing, like the process of just I guess the father always being gentle in the way that he also wakes us up. And I think like I I, I can't speak to you to you guys because you guys I think have been on this journey longer than I have been, but but I would say for the last like two years, especially Mm. that time after COVID when you had so much time to just do nothing. Uh this ramping up like suddenly you felt this wind and suddenly all of these things Mm. played on you and you're you're questioning like I was just I was walking this morning to I was walking to the shops to get some stuff because I was going to bake some scones with my daughter and I was thinking about I was thinking about how how many like how I've been walking for the last kind of couple of years and doing things because I was in a conversation the other day and we were talking about why we're doing the things that we're doing and Mm. questioning why we do the things that we're doing. She was, she was relating it to Christmas and she was saying, well, like she, she's, she's a Roman Catholic, but she started looking at the Bible and was like, I just don't see this within this, but I guess, great time to be with family and, and do all these things with family sure. and I, I it kind of reminded me of like the Pharisees and I think for many of us we grew up within this kind of culture where we believe that the sin of the Pharisees was, was that they were very legalistic they were heavy with mm. 
that they were very, very heavy with the Torah and they were beating people over the heads with it. But that's not necessarily true. Like if you if you really read the scriptures for what they're saying, Messiah was saying that they were taking on the traditions of men and yoked mm. to the Lord. That's right. So like when we think about what we're doing today, is it not kind of the same thing? Like we take these things and it's suddenly I feel like the father's waking me up to it where it's like, oh, why am I doing that? <laughs> What's going That's on? Awesome. Here? That's an exciting. That's journey. so good. And I love that you make the distinction to Sharon of like, this is such a good topic, but it's like the difference between the thing is like the word of God is a two-edged sword. So the word of God is the most beautiful thing we can ever encounter ever the end forever and ever amen i believe mm -hmm. um when not dealt with wisely of course it can slash and it can really harm people and it has really harmed people in the past throughout history like this we can go through the myriad of times where that's happened mm -hmm. even in my personal life where like somebody takes maybe they're even well-meaning yeah. but they take a bible verse and they use it at the wrong time or maybe out of context and they slap someone over the head with it maybe meaning to do good and the word itself is good, but the use does harm, right? So like, that's a very real thing. And there's also like the reality. So there's that. And then separately, there's the reality of like what the Pharisees understood as oral Torah yeah. and what was not actually from the word of God. Yeah. And so, you know, I think you made a really good point of like, maybe they were using Torah out of context and like, um oppressing those people at the time with it that says very possible or they could have been using their own man-made law which is not torah um not written torah it's oral torah or you know the other names that they call it but it's a separate thing and messiah addresses it very specifically so both of those things can do harm um but those are both of those examples are very different than following the Torah and like the way that we approach God's word um, because the Torah comes from God. Like I was saying, it is a two-edged sword. It's a heavy weight. It's a big deal. Um, it can harm people if it's used incorrectly. But on the bright side, like it is Messiah. It, like Jesus came to be the word made flesh, right? So like he also is the Torah. So there's so much like love and light and everything that is good comes from the Lord. So we need to definitely take a look at his Torah. So I just wanted to make that distinction. 100%. Why don't you guys, how did you, because I guess if your story is anything like mine, you didn't come to the faith with the understanding that the Torah was well, you came to this with the understanding that the Torah was done away with, completely abolished, like completely done with. How did you come into this point where you, you start questioning the extent to which that is true? I just want to add a little bit more context. This is such a good question. And I'll, I'll let Rex answer it first, Ashley. Um, but I just wanted to add, because for whoever's listening, like when I say Torah... Technically, the Torah is the first five books, um, yeah. Genesis, Exodus, um, Leviticus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. 
um, so it's the first five books of the Torah, but when Rex and I, well, when I say Torah, I'm technically referring to the Tanakh, which is the Old yeah. Testament. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of, yeah. I use it as a broad brush term for the Old Testament. Um, Rex and I are whole, whole believing, Bible believing believers. <laughs> so old and new and everything in between. So um, from the word of God. So I just wanted to make that distinction. So when I say Torah, I'm referring to the Old Testament, but to mm -hmm. your question, um, coming to the Torah, I would love to hear your thoughts on that thing. Yeah, I guess for me is slightly different in a sense of like, um, you know, because I think that your question definitely applies to Rachel in the sense of thinking that the 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 commandments or like, you know, the law is done away with. Yeah. Um, I definitely believe that. Okay. And for me, you know, like that has always be, been the thorn, I guess. And the side of me, like being a altar boy when I was younger, because yeah. I hear that all the time, you know, Matthew 7 yeah. um, or, you know, where, where somewhere in Matthew, when Messiah talks about like, you know, I didn't come to abolish the law but to fulfill it. And as a, you know, like an altar boy, I was confused about that. I was like, but I always hear you guys talk about, um, you should, you know, these things don't, don't bother you know, don't bother, don't read it, you know, like, so I'm, that kind of became a stumbling block for me because it's like, I don't think that's what Messiah is saying, you know? So I think <clears throat> that was kind of like the beginning part of me of like fading away from church in a sense. Like I thought I was turning my back on God, but later on a brother kind of helped me of like, you know, like, I think you're just turning your back on traditions. I think that's what you're going through. So I was just like, um, so anyway, so that was mine. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, Rex has a story with like how he came back to Torah too. <clears throat> um, but like from my side, truthfully, um, <clears throat> the church that we were going to when we came back to the Lord in 2017 um, is fabulous. Like they have a wonderful pastor and the community is wonderful and they welcomed us in with open arms. And honestly, I feel like they were exactly what we needed at that time, at least for me. Um, I did notice, and actually Rex had ears for it and I didn't at the time, but he would kind of mention like, oh, you know, sometimes the teaching, um, there will be like, little light jokes about like oh yeah but that's the old testament or like oh yeah but that's just the law and and this is like the the main speaker the minister um and again like i you know there's grace but for me like i didn't i didn't hear it i didn't understand and um kind of slowly over time you know as rex just kind of planting that seed of like hey look there there's a there's he was sensing like there's a common distaste for like the old testament mm -hmm. and as he was telling me about that i like slowly like in songs in pop culture and christian pop culture i kind of just noticed this like lack of um there's such an emphasis on messiah which absolutely there should be mm -hmm. um because he's the whole point but if you don't know his backstory you have no idea who he is or what he came to do and to fulfill, which I think is a great segue to talk about Passover, but um, which we can get to. But it was just like, I was taught like, all you need is Jesus. And, you know, you say the prayer and then you're good to go. 
Um, and I'm like a big emotional feely person. So I was like, okay, I love the songs, like all the, you know, it, and a lot of the new Testament can feel really emotional. Um, mm-hmm. and that's where like my husband's been such a blessing. Cause he's so, um, can't think of the right word I want to use, but like intellectual and like digging in, oh, you know, appreciate. you are better left. You are. <laughs> I'm glad she sees that. I don't see it most of the time, but I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I see you, babe. I think it speaks a lot to the nature of women and and the fact that we're a lot more agreeable we tend to 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 try and seek out communities more so a lot of the time like it's like me reflecting on like my time like I I was like saved and then like plopped right into Hillsong and that culture so it was very Mm wild and wonderful and mystical over there and um a lot of it was just I guess coming out because I guess my journey was so like I was in a very dark place when I when I came to being saved so to me it was like trying like finding this community of these people that like they loved God and they were right it's attractive like it was really attractive to me like super different and so I I saw who was on front and I was like, okay, that's what we're supposed to look like. Obviously they mm. job. They do this full time. Like that that's what we're supposed to look like. And then I guess, yeah, the more that I read, the more I could see like little bits and pieces. Mm. I guess we just kind of deal with it because there's a lot of talks within churches about how important it is um to be within like under that authority. And so okay. you'd be okay. like, oh, okay, well, this is like our like spiritual father. I'm doing this yep. in inverted mm. commas. So spiritual right. father is in inverted commas. So that's my spiritual father. And so that's how they look. So I guess like that's that's good enough. And there's mm-hmm. always there's always grace for us in the areas that like we don't know. And that's not to say that there isn't, but it is to say that I think there are a few different sides to this and I guess for you guys it's a little bit different because you guys you you're in the bible belt you're you're more kind of familiar with the like fundamental christian type side thing whereby people christianity is a culture there whereas in the uk where like christianity is like fringe we do christianity in like a very like it looks kind of secular if you're doing it in the mainstream kind of popular way. So there were different struggles, different things, and God was working in very different ways in both those places. And it wasn't until I actually went to Texas and I saw, I was like, oh, wow, people actually talk about God all the time. And they pray for each other out in the streets. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's we're... not like this everywhere. I'll say, like, up in Wisconsin, I was not used to this. Either. Right. There are people that do it for sure, but my hometown, I, I had not seen that. But right. more whereas, in Texas. Whereas for me in London, it's like the people that I'm seeing, it's like people who are dealing very with, like, I guess it's also within the UK, we have a very big thing on mental health. So you see a lot of the struggle mm. very openly. And it's almost like people are very, very open about what they go through. So it's like, I, like I'm like I've got a friend who's like he was into some really dark stuff he was like an, at a fashion college and like a lot of the things that he looked at it was very satanic like it was very mm. like very witchy very like so and that 
stuff is becoming a lot more popular within within mm, right push boundaries and they're just like so open like so so open mm. it's very, especially very... in the art sphere yes yeah yeah very very open so it's a I have a very different I guess like the most I was working in very different ways in London than he was in the states than he is in the states like there are different things there are different I guess like I would say there are different principalities over these different places. Right. It's very different. Like, I guess uh, there's there's a big fear in the US with people seeing, like, I guess because there's such a Christian culture that people see, like, looking at the Old Testament as being super legalistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They see that as, like, oh, well, like, yeah, they they see it as, like, it's kind of like pharisaic it's very there's a big right. thing around it and so for me yeah i guess when i looked at these leaders i was like okay let me just follow what they're doing because that's that's yep. good enough otherwise they wouldn't be leading yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah definitely no i just you're sparking so many things i'm like <laughs> i just relate <laughs> um yeah up at green bay like at the catholic church that i was raised at like i remember when Rex and I first started talking about the Bible, like he actually had some verses and like he had an understanding of some of the Old Testament stories. And I either, I fell asleep during every lesson (laughs) or there was just a lot that um, wasn't touched on or like maybe they touched on it, but it wasn't a holier than thou and like not really taught type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is just my perspective, right? But like, I just never really got the stories like i had seen um what's the movie uh prince of egypt with moses and like some of those fun ones like but that's that was literally like when i think of the old testament like that's all i had to like pull out of i had not no background and i would notice that like you were saying sharon like i'm so congested excuse me um but i'd noticed like this avoidance of the old testament almost like there was um like an intimidation of like, oh, we don't understand this was kind of the vibe I was getting. And then um, in the beginning, because I was like, well, why aren't people talking about it? And then as I started reading it, I'm like, okay, well, it's as a modern, you know, 2020, whatever person living in the United States, reading this, and this is an ancient Middle Eastern Hebrew text. Like, I sure don't understand what's going on. The first time I read everything, you know, and so I had all these questions and I kind of like had um, sympathy or empathy with these pastors because I'm like, well, I don't understand. I don't know. But, but these guys went to Bible college. So it's like, didn't you learn a little bit about it? I know it's prophetic and it's really hard to understand, but like, there's nothing on this. And then the more that Rex and I, I found like, as we pushed in and we learned more, it it shifted my perspective, shifted away from like, oh, they're intimidating, they're avoiding it because they're intimidated, shifting away from like, oh no, that's Jewish. And I'm not trying to step on toes. Mm. <laughs> I'm really not because, you know, everybody's got to walk and there is mm. grace, you know what I mean? Mm. And I got no problem with Jewish people. But I'm just saying like my understanding of the Old Testament shifted from like, oh, we don't talk about that because it's too hard to like, oh, we don't talk about that because we don't actively live it out like some of our jewish brothers and sisters do is kind of what i 
experienced and i was like oh okay there's a disconnect like oh christians don't need to quote unquote like worry about the old testament so um the more i pressed in the more questions i had it's like well is this not all the same god like and i remember wrestling with him so much with the old testament like when i was reading it for myself and i'm like why did god allow this and like mm-hmm. i don't oh my gosh do you remember i was like oh, yeah. this does not make any sense and like i sure wouldn't make that decision you know and and we definitely had like a process but i feel like that's a huge part of the walk is like the wrestling match of like god why did you allow it and him mm-hmm. being like I, I mean you're you stay there you know but that's yeah. part of the journey you know it was the wrestling that's a good thing. and i just want to add on to because you, you know you mentioned something about like christianity here you know, it, it, it is a culture, you know, in, in a sense, um, there are pros and cons about it. And just to add on what you're saying, um, my story, like being from like Southeast Asia coming into this Western culture is a little bit different too, because, and I think that what um, Abba, you know, the most I used for my eyes to see in what is good and what is, um, what is good and what I can apply into the lens that he gave me per se because i grew up in a a culture of like honor and um shame and honor type of um you know thing and uh obedience is a good thing you know obedience means love you know if you obey you love um and then coming in here uh it's just the definitions are different you know the definitions are different the definitions of love is different um, you know, so that kind of comes back to the word of like what you know, like questioning like what is like the meaning of these type of stuff. Um, so just kind of going back to you know what Rachel was talking about, like the culture here, and there because there are a couple of times like in the church that I uh, was exposed into the first time, and well, Rachel invited me. Um, I enjoy questioning because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bible, just like what you mentioned, is like sometimes it's, a, it's such a difficult concept, you know. Um, and I think what Abba helped me while I was reading his word is like kind of having that lens of like I'm reading this like he's my father. That means I'm re- I'm gonna be reading this like an ally, because I think a lot of people, you know, even. Um, people who claim to be Christian, when they start reading the Old Testament, they get offended by the Most High doing things that they think if, you know, it's kind of funny, but kind of come and say, like, yeah, hey, if I was that, like, I won't do it like that. You know, if I was God, I won't do it like that. But, you know, the word says, like, you know, his ways is higher than our ways. So, that being said, like if he is a God that is so big and so wise, um, I can't even pretend to fully understand him. But what I can, what what but what, what uh, would help me though, if I read this like I'm his ally, in a way like he's doing this for his children, he's doing this, you know, for because of love. You know, he's doing this because for protection, you know, like right now, like I, I we're having our firstborn, right? Surprise. And <laughs> it's such an exciting time. Mm-hmm. But as a, you know, kind of like a growing, you know, 
father in that sense, you know, I think it's just normal, supposed to be normal to have the boundaries in the sense of what is good and not good for my children, you know. Um, so I'm gonna place it right. Place it right there. No, but he always had a beautiful view of the Lord. He always was like, nope, he's he's father. And I'm not saying you didn't have your your own battles with it, but I just I remember very specifically where I was like, you know, I had the classic, like, why would you allow this, Lord? Or like, what's up with the the multitudes of people that are dying? And like it just those very real questions. And um I would ask, I would do that with Rex and I would ask Rex. And he's like, We have to look at it from he is our father and there are real, very real boundaries. And yeah. if he's trying to protect his children, he's doing it the way that he sees best. So even though it might not make sense to us coming at it from that angle of, of love, but. Yes. And it's really interesting. And you said it so beautifully and you say it like you touched on it really well, Rex, in regards to how, like the way that we see the scripture. And I think it's mm. the times because as opposed to seeing this as though, as opposed to understanding the scriptures through this lens of we've been grafted in, we're like seeing it in this perspective of God versus us. And so right. Yeah, right. We, we, see, we see Saul being told that he can't go and call on someone else. And you're like, but you've sent this like spirit, like you've sent this tormenting spirit to him. So what's he meant to do? You know, you ask yourselves all these questions and it's really, I think that it does such a disservice that we don't have conversations in openly about these things because then mm-hmm. if we can't have conversations about these things and we're actually walking with the most high, how about these people that don't? <laughs> how are they supposed to right. do this any differently? Like, it's, I think... Uh, a lot of the times, even in regards to us having this conversation about Passover, which we will get to, it's just like, if we can't have these conversations openly, how do we explore them? Like, how do we explore mm-hmm. If we're only talking about, like, even when we look back at the Old Testament, if we're only to- talking about Joseph, we're only talking about Daniel, we're only talking about these these same stories right. that we're, we're allowed to, to recycle, the safe zone right david you know (laughs) slay your goliath exactly Exactly. how do we how do we like how do we expect people to fully trust what they're they're seeing how and this is one one question that that i'm like i think sometimes we don't want to have these conversations because we actually don't know what's hiding underneath the surface and what we kind of know what's hiding underneath the surface is distrust we don't fully trust him like that. We don't fully, right. we don't fully, we don't fully, because we don't know why he did those things. It's like, maybe we don't fully really, we don't agree. And so we don't fully know, like, it doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm going to completely reject it. And just, it's like a mm-hmm. something under the rug. You just put a rug over it and we never have to talk about yeah. it. And it can't be there. And we can just stay in the safe zone of Jesus. Mm. And this is what we have and da 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 yeah, I think it's I think it's multiple things to share because I think like you said, it's like the I don't understand it, so therefore I have shame around it and I don't want to look like an idiot, so I'm not gonna push too hard and try to figure it out. Or I might be found out that like, oh my gosh, I'm doubting God, which like is part of the process, right? Like 
Yeah. And that's something like that took me a long time to get to this point because I definitely went through this too, where I'm like, oh, like I carried shame too, where I'm like, yeah. God, like, are you really there? Are you really good? Like, I'm reading a lot of stuff and I'm working through this, you know. So there's that. And um, and then you get like, so th- there's like the very, uh, to me, those are like deeper issues. And then you kind of paint it over with our modern culture of like, don't offend anyone. And I think that just makes everything so much harder than it needs to be because there's this whole eggshell society of like, I can't offend you and I can't say the wrong thing. So not only do I have this like very real, very difficult burning spiritual question that I need to wrestle through and have community with me because Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to do by myself. Mm. Like I need support, Mm. but I also carry shame within and I need a safe space and I don't know who to turn to because every time I turn to somebody, then it ends up blowing up and then it's not a healthy situation. So yeah, it's multiple things, I think. And uh, Sharon, you mentioned something earlier about like, you know, having community in that, in a way I kind of, I actually forgot like what verbatim you said, but I kind of got it as um, allowing to wrestle. You know, allowing to wrestle with brothers and sisters is like what we're doing here. I think that was it that you were talking about, um, which was something that I was actually looking. And I was seeking that um, when I just, you know, became born again in Christ, you know, because um, I was trying to wrestle with brothers and sisters and, you know, questioning about these things. I'm like, hey, bro, what about these, you know, um, all these food instructions? instructions for food instructions for you know life like i thought this is the life like can you tell me more about these you know like the feast days for the, you know the like, feast days so much like wrestle with me you know but then uh unfortunately like i've been faced with a lot of brothers and sisters especially when i just transitioned and i was very zealous about the word of like no i want to obey the whole thing you know tell me tell me how to do it Tell me how to obey the whole thing. Because he says, if you love me, you obey my commandments. And I was like, well, well, which one, Lord? Which one? Well, the word. Well, what is the word? Right? And then he says, I am the word. Like, this word or that word? Right. Like, in the beginning, you know, John says about it. Talks about it, right? It was God. And the word was with God. And later on, he talks, I think, First John 14, like, and the word became flesh. Um, so that's something that I have to really wrestle with of like, well, then if the word became flesh, you know, this is just the manifestation, the finally the manifestation of what he's talking about. Well, then I better check all the word then and see the where I can start in walking like he walked just like his apostles continue to talk about yeah you know yeah. and, that's and it was john he said first john 14 and the word was with god and the word was god and the word became manifest and what flesh among it amongst us something like that you're yeah. so good yes i have my blb app and it's it's not first john it's john one John John <laughs> so for the folks that are trying to follow along i get it because i i usually go and i i look up every verse so it's john one <laughs> yes thank okay. you check in. i got it <laughs> john um, one fourteen. 
it's such a funny thing because I recently, like I, I just made that connection with, mm. with Messiah and Torah. And I was like, hold on the word. And I always like, you know, you just kind of skip over the concepts and what that would actually mean. But then mm. I was like, oh, that means that he is Torah. Like he actually, like he, he is Torah. Like the, and there, there are so many layers and like, I think more recently, it's like the more that you come across, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so deep. Like, it's, it's, it's so, so deep. deep. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we don't even know, all three of us, we don't even know how deep, you know? And I think it's so beautiful at this time that there's there's a ramping up of like understanding and like all this understanding mm, yeah. that's happening at this, this point yeah. in time. And then also, I just think that so many like brothers and sisters who are walking like and and thinking that this is unimportant I just think like mm. I was the other day and I was like <laughs> like I knew I felt like I felt like the father's pressing this upon me but it was like so what is important tell me what's important is Netflix important is this important mm. <laughs> what's, Come on. What? and that brings us back to Passover right and like the leavening in our life and like yeah. okay so what are the things that he's highlighting for you maybe you know of like oh exactly. is this something I should purge right now you know exactly yeah and like I think usually you, you don't think it's on like on a scale of importance when you have this conversation with people it's like oh like I just it's not a salvation issue I'm like no it's it, okay cool it's not a salvation issue but whatever things do you give time to that aren't necessarily salvation issues but are a reflection of your walk like I for me a few years ago I had to like I had to stop watching tv because it was so bad for me and I was like someone who'd get very sucked into narratives I get very sucked into Mm watching tv series i hated movies they weren't long enough for me they didn't go in depth enough so i would watch these series and i'd be like i just spent like i spent hours like 270 hours on a whole like how does that how does that bring me any closer to the truth like Mm. yeah darkness and and how do you think you're going to get any closer to the truth so let's segue into passover how did this start? Where where did you start with this? Rex. Take All right. Well, <laughs> for me, you know, it, it kind of goes back to that, to love. It yeah. starts with love. Yeah. Um, like earlier, I, I, I mentioned boxing because that was that was kind of a notable thing for me. Mm. I understood because I think Heavenly Father spoke to me through through love in that sense of like asking myself like how did i become so committed with this thing you know how did i the boxing how did i become super committed to this and i remembered oh because i asked myself like you know are you willing to die for this are you willing to do all the sacrifices to attain these thing this single thing that you're doing i was like yeah well, then do you really love it like that, that you would lose your life? Like, yeah. So kind of going back to Abba, <clears throat> kind of gave me that um, reflection in a sense of like, how, how much do you love me? 
you know, he kind of re- revert that question back to me of like, remember this thing? When you talked about your, your boxing God, now how much do you love me? Like, I love you, Lord. You gave me new life. Will you obey my commandments? What are your commandments, Lord? You know, read and find out. So as I was, like, you know, digging into the scriptures more, um, seeking his commandments, and I think, you know, when he gave me the lens of, like, all these things that he's saying here is for my own benefit, and it's good for me, and it's good for our relationship. You mentioned earlier something about a salvation issue, right? Like, we we tend to um, bump, you know, shoulders with brothers and sisters. It's kind of like, hey, is that a salvation issue, though? You know, like, I'll, if it's not, don't talk about it type of deal. But then I, I remember like a pastor talking about, well, you know, there's a married couple, he says, there's a married couple. And he says, um, you know, this husband comes home, like a wife comes home, husband's just hanging out. And then wife asks like, hey, honey, you know, were you able to wash the dishes? And then the husband's like, is this a divorce issue? <laughs> no, I, I'm just asking. No, well, then, no, you know, I, I didn't wash it. I, you know, left it there. And then one time again, like, the wife just asked, you know, she had a busy day and asked the husband, like, hey, babe, can you please uh, do the laundry? Sure, sure. Later on, wife comes back. Hey, honey, you know, is the laundry folded in home? Is this a divorce issue? Something like that. And then it's like, of course not. Well, then, no. You know, I, I didn't do it. Right? And then uh, the pastor talks, like, you know, these things keep adding up. Like, is this a divorce issue? Is this a divorce issue? And of course, no and no and no. And then the later question would be like, if he keeps doing that, where do you think his relationship would end? Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes we, you know, we treat our messiahs like we always want to play the losing side of things in a way of like, is this going to break our relationship? Rather than seeking of like, how can we grow our relationship? Is there any, you know, you've done everything for me. Is there anything that I can do to honor, like, all these things that you've done for me? Where can I start? You know, so um, for me, you know, circling back to um, Passover, so it kind of stemmed that way in the sense of, like, um, really wanting to know what pleases him. Like, how can I live in such a way that pleases him, right? Um, And kind of going back to, you know, Everybody these days is so focused on the, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, right? Like, that's kind of like the pinnacle of our faith. You know, like, we believe that there was a man that came here 2,000 years ago, and he died and he rose again. And uh, what does that mean for us? You know what I mean? And why is it so important that it, it happened in the Passover week? You know, like, what does that mean? Like, how does that affect us, right? So... You know, starting to read on that and having that understanding of like, why is he called the Lamb of God? You know, why is he called the bread of life? You know, why does his blood save us and cover us? You know, what does that mean for us? You know, so like starting to read all these things and starting to find a connection about you know, like what he said, you know, Messiah said that um, 
I didn't come, you know, to be done away with the law, but to fulfill it. So what did he fulfill? Right. So at least for, so for me, like having that understanding of he fulfilled the Passover story and um, kind of starting on like, how can I honor you in that way? Uh, I'm just going to go into like the first time I uh, celebrated Passover. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was um 2019. Yep. Right. 2019. And uh, you good? Okay. So it was 2019. Keep going. And where was I? So I was just reading the scriptures and kind of meditating until actually I, I started off with the I was I was more drawn into like the food loss before. This is why I mentioned the the, the boxing. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. I'm a little bit all over the place today. This is probably the head cold. <laughs> oh my goodness, you know. It's, yeah. But um so it started with that. You know, okay, it started with the food laws. I was like, why is this important to me? You know, as a boxer, I was trained to have a, a set of diet that is good for me, for me to perform the best capacity. Um, I was eating like clean. And what I understand was clean, you know, pretty low fat, things like that. High in protein, high in greens, right? And then uh, fast forward, when he started revealing these things of, you know, his instructions that is actually giving life to me he's like rex look at the, all the good food that i already blessed that is for you you're actually already following it with your uh you know but you just have the lo- wrong lens right like i gave you instruction that is life-giving for you so for me i was kind of like an aha moment of like wow this is already here and i'm trying to find like worldly instructions on what is good and not good to eat for me to um perform best so i started questioning so like is there more you know is there more um so i bumped into passover it was 2019 and uh he just placed it in my heart to be honest he just placed it in my heart of like you know what observe my feast observe my feast um because th- it was written somewhere in the scripture, it talks about in the Old Testament. And so I don't have the um, the book and the number down, but I'm just going to use like how Messiah talks about it. It is written, right? <laughs> 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 so, oh, did you? Can you hear Rachel? <laughs> Sorry, Sharon, I pushed the button. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I, I, press yes. This is going to be edited. I need, I'm pregnant. I needed to use yeah. <laughs> pregnant stuff. Pregnant stuff, sorry. Keep going. Sorry, guys. So, um, what, what was I talking about? Old Testament book and verse. Your Lord's, um, the Lord's book to you. It is written. It is written. It is written. Old Testament. Man, now. It is Old Testament. Old Testament food laws. Clean eating. Is this your experience of Passover you're going through with the yeah, bread? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to uh piercing him and herbs. Yeah, he was talking about the clean eating, the foods, the food laws. You are kind of, but then, then mm. Alva told you to observe the 
to, to observe the feasts and you're like, oh, okay, let me look. You're looking back at the feasts. What feasts were there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all that, like, you know, call back. <laughs> so, yeah, it is written there in the Old Testament, right? His word. He says, these are my feasts. Yeah. You know, he didn't say these are the Jews feast, which is Judah, Benjamin, right? And uh, Levi, mm -hmm. or this is uh, Israel's feast, mm -hmm. or this is so-and-so's feast, mm -hmm. that this is my feast of Serbum forever. So I was just like, how do you do that? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I was just like, okay, so what do you do? So you know, just did a, did a quick search, um, re read a lot, read a lot of like, what are the dynamics here? Kind of like really reimagined um, the first time that he showed his great strength to his people, which is the Passover, right? Um, amazing story, right? Very good read in Exodus. So that was the first time he, him revealing himself. And, you know, we got the ingredients there of like how to observe his Passover you know, about um, the lamb, right? And then having the unleavened bread um, all throughout. So I was just like, okay, I know that a lot, and I understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that a lot in the Old Testament, you know, we, they're done in the physical, and for us, it applies spiritually, mm -hmm. right? So I was just like, because I got to be careful with these things. Sometimes people think like, oh, you know what? You're going to slay a lamb now, you know, or things like that, or that nature. So I was just like, saying my mind. like, I understand that Messiah is my covering. He is the lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, right? But in a sense, like, so I want to observe his feast. Is it okay for me to buy a lamb? You know, I was asking, like, I was prayerfully considering things. Like, is it okay for me to just buy a lamb just to try, you know? Lamb meat. He was Lamb not meat? planning on sacrificing the <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Got you, babe. Thank you. Uh -huh. So, so I was just like, well, in my mind, you know, like going from like not knowing anything. And this again, this was my first Passover. I was just like, how would I do it in the regular feast? Right. Well, there's going to be food, it's going to be drink. You share it with your family. It should be a great time, you know? And how much greater would it be if it's like of the Lord? In my mind, I was like, that'd be an awesome time. You know, like he is the most high. He's most in everything. He's most, most in, you know, joy. He's most in peace. He's most in parties. Like he loves parties. You know, he throws the best parties, right? So I was like, okay, I want to trust that. I want to trust that. So, you know, I just bought myself lamb for my family yeah, back in uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And I bought, um, I tried my best to get rid of all the leaven that I own because I, I used to live under my mom's roof, mom and my stepdad. And for those listening, if you're not familiar with leavening, leavening is yeast and other rising agents. Yeah, that was yeast, baking soda, there's a couple others. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, much as I can, right? Just trying to figure it out. I'm kind of like a newborn lamb, just like, you know, kind of like stumbling his way along <laughs> downtown, right? Um, so trying to figure this out is trying to follow it 
biblically as best as I can and not necessarily like, oh, you should, you should, you should, but just like a child seeking his father, right? Mm -hmm. So, so in that sense, like, okay, I got my lamb. I got, get, get, got rid of my own leavening and now I'm going to bake my bread. What does this mean for me? You know, and so Messiah is the lamb and the leavening are the things that, you know, this is a symbolism of the things that is sin, right? Like leavening to be like something that separates us from the father. And then, um, so as I was like practicing, he just started downloading like scriptures in my mind per se. So I was, uh, especially when I was baking the bread. So I made my own bread, you know, flour and all that stuff. Just looked up a easy recipe, right? Like flat bread and things like that. Bread, yeah. yeah, unleavened bread. Um, I was just trying things out and I was just rolling the bread and scriptures just start falling in my mind of like, him being the bread of life and how he was pierced for our trespasses, right? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, like, okay. And I, you know, the recipe calls for like, okay, after you flatten it out, you know, shaped it like a, you know, circle, a flat circle, you poke, you poke it with um, your fork, right? Mm -hmm. To to cook it through, throughout. Mm -hmm. I, as I was poking <laughs> the fork, man, I just started crying. Like in my mind, it gave me the visualization of like us piercing him, you know, and uh, like, you know, as he was being prepared to be sacrificed, right? Like, you know, I just started crying there in my mom's kitchen. Um, they don't know what's going on. I just told them like, hey, guys, it's a Passover. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to cook for you guys. That's all you got to know, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in this kitchen. <laughs> Like started to cry and then I was never a cry. Um and then I was like, wow, like I did this. So my sinful nature, I did this to him, you know? And as it was all prepared, you know, put extra flour in there. So so it would maintain its um integrity, right? The shape. And as I opened the oven, right, and putting it under there, man, that spoke to me also again of how he past right like he died mm -hmm. and he has to go into Shio, right i know this is kind of crazy but it's like for me like he was just speaking to me of like man he went to Shio, right here boom close the oven and then when it was done time bleep, came came out it was flat and there was no leavening in there mm -hmm. you know he was pure mm -hmm. like that just like kind of like, you know, it's such a bittersweet experience in a way of like his word coming to life. Um, so I guess, you know, in my first experience of Passover, it became a, so much of a blessing, Yeah. you know, and not in a sense of like, oh, I'm doing this. So because so I can be more righteous than thou, you yeah. know, like, oh, look, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. I do feasts, you know nothing like that but it's like kind of gaining understanding of like the whole picture yeah in a sense um so yeah just did that, it shared it with my family it was a it's a great time 